Progress Alberta is proud to be a part of the Harbinger Media Network. Did you know that more than 75% of Canadian news and politics podcast downloads are actually American content? Harbinger Media is here to change that. Find out more at harbingermedianetwork.com. Friends and enemies, welcome to the Progress Report. I am your host, Duncan Kinney, and we're recording today here in Amiskwichi, Wiskigan, otherwise known as Edmonton, Alberta. Joining us today is Liz Simons, uh, a researcher and writer with the Canadian Anti-Hate Network and the author of the recently published piece, Youth Group Pushing Optics-Friendly National Socialism into Alberta Politics. Uh, it's a really incredible piece. We'll obviously uh, link to it in the show description and the notes, um, but we feel like if, even if you haven't, uh, read the piece all the way through that this this conversation will provide a very uh, useful primer on just who exactly these people are and what they believe. So Liz, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Duncan. So uh, what the hell is the Alberta Separatist Youth League and uh, <laughs> why did you write a story about them? Uh, <laughs> good question. Um, so ACYL or the, the Alberta Separatist Youth League is a uh, Group of young men, uh, 26 and under, is how they kind of bill their their demographic. Uh, it's how they marketed their demographic on their website and through their recruitment materials. Um, Gen, we Z, estimate, Gen Z is what we're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah, exactly. Zoomers, right? So um, they we anticipate there's about 20 of them based on their their correspondence. They uh, they're so they're they're Alberta based. Um, Edmonton area, Red Deer area, Stettler, that, that sort of geographical area. Um, and they have created a, uh, a, a, a political advocacy group, if you will, uh, where they are um, intentionally inserting themselves into fringe far-right political parties, uh, intending to shift the narrative, intending to introduce what they have uh what they have called themselves is is optics friendly national socialism uh so they they're essentially putting themselves into these positions with various fringe parties in leadership roles uh founding founding member roles board member roles uh and they are trying to recruit other young men in the province of alberta under the the banner of of separation but with the the larger goal here of of actually creating an, an ethno state, and uh, and these uh, young men, because they are pretty much just all young men, are um, what were we calling them? They are uh, enthusiasts, uh, hobbyists, if you will, Enthusi yeah. enthusiastic hobbyists of <laughs> national, national socialism, socialism from the nineteen thirties uh, German <laughs> era, right? I mean, the yeah. shorthand I used to describe them as Wegs at neo Nazis. For uh, for a variety of reasons, you're going to choose to not use that language, but but when I say that, when I call them wags at neo Nazis, why would I have why would I use that kind of language to describe them? Well, I mean, looking at their content, they they're they're very much pro Hitler. Uh, I think one of the uh, interactions that they had in 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 one in their private chat was. Um, Sam Bell, who is actually um, one of the founding members of, of ACYL and is also a board member of Wexit Alberta, 
Uh, he's spoken at, you know, Wexit rallies. He spoke at a rally in Red Deer, was covered um, for that in 2019. Uh, he had quoted Hitler on, on, I believe it was his Facebook page. And one of the other founding members, uh, Wacy Hellickson, uh, chastised him for it. Uh, Bell responded, well, he likes the Hitler quote, you know, but agreed it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest look. Um, they're aware of what it looks like. And that's why it's so interesting as to what they're trying to do. Like the other founding member, Eli Weisberg, um, is still a, a member of the, the, the Stormfront Forum, which is the, that infamous uh, white supremacist internet forum. Uh, so he was posting uh, recruitment posts on, on Stormfront, and he actually referred to them as uh, optics-friendly national socialism. So they're, they're fully on board with those ideas. They are aware of what it looks like to the average outsider. They're aware of the kind of audience that they're appealing to on their various platforms. Uh, like, for example, prior to uh, Sam Bell, when, when the Canada Files initially produced um, the, uh, the chat logs, the, the leaks, uh, due to uh, an, an, uh, an anonymous source who was uh, involved in it, uh, he actually deleted all of his, all of his Facebook accounts, his, his pages and everything. But uh, prior to all that happening, in August, in July and August, where these, when these chats were from, they actually complained about the number of, of you know, quote unquote, boomers that were in, in the, on, the, on the Facebook pages and understanding that that was really where their support was coming from, but also mocking and, and not really appreciating that support. They really wanted to kind of narrow down and, and drill into the, the young demographic. They want, they want young men to go out and join these parties, become, you know, leaders and, and, and you know, uh, decision makers and become influential movers and shakers in order to kind of bring about their idea of, of what they want society to look like. Yeah. I mean, one image really stands out from the story and why, you know, I feel comfortable calling these folks, you know, Wegsit neo-Nazis, even with, uh, you know, the, the Hitler quotes, the, yeah. uh, the other, all uh, of the other kind of explicitly white supremacist stuff, but there's a Snapchat selfie of, a Terran Garbutt, an Alberta yeah. Separatist Youth League member, holding a knife over his head, a, a knife that is, in fact, uh, a, a, a dagger from a Nazi officer, like a Nazi piece of memorabilia. And it's captioned, POV, it's, a, it's 1934 and your nose is too fucking big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, what, what more can we say? What more do we have to say? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, and they, they, they reference things like they reference Kristallnacht, like Night of, Night of the Long Knives. They reference um, so many things. You know, they're they're openly anti-Semitic. They're openly white supremacist. They're they're pro-Hitler. They they're the only thing that's really distinguishing them from like, you know, an actual neo-Nazi is that they don't have they don't have a tattoo of, of a swastika. That apart from that, they they check all the boxes, and they are involved in in these in these political organizations and parties. So, what does Alberta separatism have to do with uh, Hitler quotes and white supremacy? I feel like it doesn't really have much to do with it. I mean, the separatists as a whole are not inherently driven by by racial motivators. 
they have economic concerns, which I, I don't necessarily agree with. I, I mean, I'm, I don't, uh, I don't share a lot of the same opinions as the separatists do, but they're, they're not driven by this desire to, to start an ethnostate. What these kids see is an opportunity to capitalize on this sentiment and attempt to, I would consider it shifting the Overton window where they're attempting to insert more extreme discourse into the dialogue and get people thinking about another way that they could do it. So they, they see Wexit, in my opinion, they see Wexit as their best possible chance at actually seeing an ethnostate. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get into that. So what I, what is the political project of Western separatism? And, and what is the political project of you know, the Alberta Separatist Youth League? Like, what are their explicit goals in, in, like, what do they actually want to do? They bill themselves as, as, as advocating for separation. But when you get down to what it is they're looking to do, they're not just looking at separation. They're looking at separation as a vehicle for a bigger picture. So they so are like Turner Diaries, accelerationists. They, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't categorize them as as accelerationists. Um, they're they identify as gripers. So they identify as that kind of, um, you know, Nick Fuentes inspired, uh, highly religious, you know, fundamental Christian, um, pseudo intellectual, uh, white white supremacist. So. What they're doing is, is they're using Wexit, they're using separation as a vehicle, but they're looking to essentially red pill as many kids as possible. And what's really interesting about them is we know of, of, of a lot more that weren't included in, in the piece just because of, um, you know, multiple different constraints. But what's really interesting about them is that a lot of them actually went to high school together and they all, a lot of them come from the same community of Stettler. So it's like they kind of radicalized together, came together, started this organization. And now prior to even the organization beginning, they all kind of had their foot in the door of these French parties. So like Sam Bell is uh, a board member of Wexit Alberta. You have Eli Weisberg, who is, uh, he was a founding member of Alberta Advantage. Um, we also have discovered that he is a, uh, I believe they, I believe his title is policy director of another party. So, and that we're going to be reporting on that as well. So, I mean, when you look at how many parties these people have their 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 hands in, and you look at their bigger picture of trying to bring in more and more young people to their movement, they don't care about, my opinion is that they don't care so much about separation. They care about using the momentum of the separatist movement to kind of, you know, propel their, their specific goals. Mm. I, I mean, I, I would disagree with your characterization that like, you know, the separatist movement is only, is one that's only driven by economic concerns. I mean, I think why, you know, the ASYL is, is attracted to Wexit is because there is a core of white supremacy that, uh, of white supremacist thought that runs through Alberta separatism. And, um, 
you know, it's, it's not hard to find when you like dig into the, the Facebook comments or their thoughts on immigrants and, and things like that. Right. But, but it's not inherent to it. It's not, it's not like a characteristic across every single faction of separatism. So like, yeah, absolutely. You look at Wexit hundred percent, you look at the, you know, there's, there's ex-blood and honor members who are Wexit supporters. There's been, you know, incidents of, of, you know, known white supremacist clothing being spotted at the rallies. Uh, Sam Bell has not been shy about his about his viewpoints since he since before he got started with Brexit. So they're they're 100 percent finding a home there. But the racial motivators are not are not um, uh, a, a cohesive driver across the entire spectrum. It's it's fertile ground, though. I yes, mean, I don't think you absolutely. have to scratch a. I don't yeah. think you have to scratch an Alberta separatist no. too hard to find they, or, or they, a group of Alberta separatists. They 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 know they know their audience. They know that they can pretty much say and do whatever. They're still going to be welcomed into the fold. Yeah, and I think it's worth. I mean, I don't think we. This is necessarily the time or the place to do it. But I mean, uh, like Western Canadian concepts. You know, the early stages of the Reform Party. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, these these uh, populist political movements in Western Canada on the prairies have been incredibly racist, uh, reactionary political forces over time. And I, I really just see this as just a, simply another outgrowth of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like we can disagree about whether every single Alberta separatist is racist. I don't think that's a very useful question to ask, but I think at its core, like, like Alberta separatism is, um, you'll find very little discussion of the treaties, for instance, yeah. <laughs> in the discussions Absolutely. around Alberta separatism. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a legal question that, um, you know, they're just unwilling to consider the the sovereignty mm-hmm. of the nations that actually lived here before Canada was a country and what you actually do if 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 you separate from Canada because um, yeah. they would have a lot more leverage now than they had back then. You know what I you're mean? You're right. Absolutely. And I mean, you're I, I, I agree that I, I mean, the, the, the separation argument, it, it's it's fundamentally not based in any kind of true egalitarian um, you know, pro-human rights, uh, respect for 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 people and, and cultures and, and and First Nations and and what have you. It, it it's very much driven by one kind of tunnel vision idea of of what Canada should be, what Alberta, what the West should be, and yeah, this this very, myopic idea of the West is, is very exclusionary. It's it's prairie grievance pol- it's prairie grievance politics. We've seen it mm-hmm. like every twenty thirty years. It just kind of crops up and gets it gets bad for whatever reason. Uh, you know, it's a dissatisfaction with the imperial core. You know, with Ottawa and Toronto and Quebec, and it it manifests itself in these these pretty uh, reactionary um, right wing political movements. And I, I mean, this, your story is fascinating, and just because like just how like young and virulently like racist and into nazism that these folks are like that's that's what struck me from reading this story it was just like like holy shit these kids like they have gone down a rabbit hole of like truly evil shit and they like believe it right mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i find it i, I find the, the fact that it looks like a lot of them grew up together to be so interesting uh like what is happening in stetler alberta <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't, so I don't have, I don't have the answer for that. But uh, I mean, yeah, the 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 research was was fascinating. Um, 
and again, there there are a number of of other of other individuals who were not included in the story, but uh, we we are aware of. So maybe let's let's talk about more. <laughs> maybe there'll be let's... more coming out about those in the future. <laughs> well, yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, as a journalist, I'm interested in the mechanics of the story and how the story came to be. So so how how did you get this story? Where did where did the information for this come from? Um, well, I was already familiar with um, some of the players, uh, like Sam Bell, for example. Um, this, when the story came out in the Canada Files, which is a essentially it's like a, it's a really well done um, student online magazine, uh, the story came to them through an anonymous source who had um, joined uh, the league, the Alberta Separatist Youth League, um, for the purpose of, uh, of of seeing what they're about. You know, like what what are these people up to? What are they doing? What are their what are their goals? Uh, and information was then uh, leaked to the Canada Files, who then published a story, um, released the chat logs, and uh, I saw it and I figured, you know what? I, I've got a little bit of background on uh, on some of these guys. I, I think we can maybe flesh this out a little bit. So. Uh, the author from the Canada Files and I worked together, Morgana Adby, and uh, we worked really closely together. We we dug into them. We found a lot more information, which uh, we then obviously included in the article. We were able to identify um, individuals from the chat, um, connect them to real to real individuals, uh, kind of following the leads and then pulling the various threads. Um, and we, we were able to identify um, a number of, of other individuals who we believe were associated, uh, but uh, have yet to report on those people. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. So it was a student newspaper that originally was was leaked yes. to the chat logs, and then you worked yeah. with the folks who got the original uh, leaks to kind of do a bit more reporting and kind of flesh it out and, and really yeah. figure out who some of these folks were. And so it sounds exactly. like there's still more work to be done. Oh yeah, I mean they're they've been quiet, but uh, they know they know about it. So, um, but they they have been very quiet. There hasn't been much of a reaction uh, publicly, at least. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I don't I don't think the story is done. I there I, I can tell you for a fact that there, that there's more coming. Awesome. Well, that's fantastic to hear. I mean, I think uh, the story's still relatively fresh. I mean. Uh, I I would await more stories, but I think uh, I think the media treats you know, the Wexit movement and Alberta separatism, like entirely too credulous, credulously, like it gives it an incredible amount of media coverage relative to what their like actual relative numbers and political power are. And I mean, I think, I think, I mean, Canada's media is irrevocably fucked and incredibly right wing and corporate owned and bad. And so it's not hard to like, you know, figure out the political and ideological reasons why they make those editorial choices. But it mm, is yeah. still incredibly shitty that these folks are getting so much airtime when it is uh, incredibly fringe. Um, the the legal difficulties with the treaty and indigenous nations that, that are here are like, have not been reckoned with in any meaningful way. And, uh, and again, and, and the, the, the movement is shot through with fucking neo-Nazis. I mean, it's very frustrating because Wexit, I feel would have been dead in the water ages ago if it wasn't for the media coverage that they got propping them up as this like legitimate workers, you know, like pro workers, pro, you know, people, idea which was just wrong i mean and that was back when peter downing was running the whole thing you know i mean he he was so 
you know, incredulous. Like he, he wasn't credible. There was something credible about the movement at that time, but the media just kind of kept feeding into it. And, uh, you know, I guess to them, the numbers, the number of likes on the Facebook page actually transfers to, to actual political power and, and, <laughs> and, you know, like social, social cred. And, and I don't think that's the case at all, especially when we're talking about Facebook, but, um, definitely they they were they were held up as some kind of uh revolution which which is not it was not and, and is not the case yeah the other important part of your story that i also think is worth talking about especially when we're talking about um media organizations or or a group like the canadian anti-hate group uh writing about it is ultimately identifying the people who are a part of it by name and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes this is called doxing. You can call it doxing if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the doxing part of the story is, is ultimately, I think, one of the most important parts, right? Like we yeah. need to know who these people are and then appropriate action it needs to be taken to cauterize them out of our politics and out of kind of polite society. That, that was the goal. Um, the, you know, the, this, the, the, the chat logs were already out. It was already reported on. You know, Sam Bell was already named. But I, I feel that communities have a right to know who their neighborhood Nazis are. And, and I especially feel that with how tense things are in Alberta right now, between, you know, various, uh, you know, anti-racist and anti-fascist groups and, uh, you know, various hate group members and hate group adjacent members seemingly battling it out every weekend, um, and as well as that these, these kids really inserting themselves in, into potential positions of power uh, or at least networking with, with people in, in positions of power. I think I felt like it was, we felt like it was very important to, to name them, to actually say, you know, this is who they are. These are their associations and this is what they're saying. And it's important that people are aware of it. It's important that people uh, can keep, hold them accountable. You know, when, when we name these people, it, it's not to make their lives difficult. It's not to cause them harm. It's not to, uh, it's certainly not physical harm. It's, it, we don't, we, we name people because it's important that communities are aware of what's happening in their community. It, it's, it's a community defense idea, not, not a, not an attack on them. Mm. So that, I mean, you raise an important point, right? And you've kind of hinted at it in a couple other points here. What, what is um, these folks' involvement in electoral politics? Can you kind of make that clear for us? Yeah, I mean, well, like I mentioned before, Sam Bell is a board member of Wexel, Alberta. Um, he, so he's, he's involved in, in, in that end. Uh, then you have Eli Weisberg, who um, was one of three founding members of the Alberta Advantage Party. Uh, and he also is a uh, board member for policy in the um, Independence Party as well, Independ- Independence Party of Alberta. So we have three fringe parties where they've inserted themselves into leadership roles, essentially, right? And they are fringe, but the impact of them, I think, is is really important. They, they don't have a lot of political power, but they do have the option of, you know, networking with, with networking with people or or meeting with people or, you know, like 
in putting an op-ed on, on their websites. Like Eli Weisberg published an op-ed on, on the Alberta Advantage website. So they, they have ways of getting their ideas and, and their politics into these spaces. Um, yeah, Sam Bell appears in the Telegraph or whatever, and, and yeah. he's linked. I think I've seen links out to Sam Bell's piece on the Western Standard. Yep, and he was, pro- um, he was also included in the profile on uh, on the Walrus. Yes, the Walrus. I know the photographer for that actually. I know him from way back. Uh, just to describe this picture of Sam Bell, uh, in case you can't picture him in your brain, picture an in like incredibly smug early twenties uh, shithead, uh, <laughs> big mustache, <laughs> aviator glasses on red make alberta great again hat on and then a uh, a large loose fitting hawaiian shirt over top of a uh, over top of a, uh, a fleece um kind of long sleeve shirt uh and that's why i asked that's why i mentioned accelerationism earlier too because of the uh, the hawaiian shirt I'd you were wondering about the boogaloo yeah no that, that, that yeah. that's a fair question that's a fair question i think that picture i had seen that picture before that whole phenomenon Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, this I is believe, from March, right? I didn't know. I, I didn't know about yeah. the Blue Boys back in March 2020. I, you know, I believe it predates the whole Hawaiian shirt, like the big, the big, you know, luau, big luau, big igloo, boogaloo thing. I, I believe, folks, I believe yeah, yeah. it predates that. Um, well, I mean, he might be ahead. He might be ahead of the curve. We don't know, right? He might. He might. Yeah, he's apparently he, maybe. <laughs> I think he's on those forums. I think he's in those discords. You know what I mean? Um, based on everything, yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. I mean, I when when the, when that walrus uh, article and 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 photo essay came out, I mean that was so infuriating. That was so frustrating because him specifically was frustrating because you know what he was up to was not it was not uh, he wasn't hiding it. You know, like you, you go at the time he had a, a Facebook page called Make Alberta Great Again and you go on it and, you know, it, it's it's a lot of far right content. You know, he's he's, you know, quoting, you know, like Julius Evola. He's got like a skull mask as a profile picture. Like he's not hiding what he's up to. Right. His, his Instagram is exactly the same. So why are we talking about this kid as if he is just some like, you know, normal everyday Albertan who just cares about like the working man. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. Especially now that, especially now that we know what we know, but yeah. he was clearly kind of just like cosplaying as like this ultra far right character, even back then, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yep. Yep. We didn't know how far along he was. You know what I mean? Like we knew, we knew, okay, well he's, he, he strikes me as kind of, you know, like this type of person, but, um, maybe he was just being edgy you know what i mean like certainly there were you know there was tweets about him there was talk about him i know like like anti-racist canada did an article that kind of referenced him regarding like the walrus piece but um there wasn't really a lot of insight into just how serious these guys were until we got a look at their private conversation Mm -hmm. and it's also worth pointing out and it's it's this the part the pictures in your piece too, that two of the members of the Alberta Separatist Youth League attended the, uh, the, the 2017 Alberta PC leadership convention. There's a picture of them there with Jason Kenney, um, you know, continuing this trend of Jason Kenney uh, taking pictures with far right figures. Um, yeah. And I was actually, I was actually at that convention as well, uh, reporting on it. And uh, um, just, so I, I did, I did breathe the same air as these uh, scumbags. So that's, 
That's always interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I, I guess, I guess kudos to them for being young kids, super engaged in politics, but <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, they, they've definitely been, been trying to insert themselves into this for, for some time. I, I think, yeah, I think it was Stormfront. Yeah. Eli Weisberg had written on Stormfront that uh, he, uh, we knew it was Eli Weisberg because of biological, like biographical details, right? So uh, he, we knew he went to college in Thunder Bay. We knew he uh, was an engineer. We knew he had participated in things like robotics competitions and things like that in school. So based on a lot of the, the biographical information um, in, in the Stormfront posts, uh, going back to 2017, again, like he didn't just join it just to recruit for the the, the, the youth league. He, he was on it for, for three years. Um, Based on you know past you know comments and posts he made on Stormfront, we were able to tie it tie it to him. But he he's mentioned in in one of the recruitment posts that they they the founding members all have experience um, with political organizing. What he said though was that he feels that the political organizing wasn't satisfying his moral needs anymore, and he needed to do more. So mm. these kids decided that their their involvement with these fringe parties was no longer enough they they needed to take it a step further they needed to go for the harder stuff yeah yeah and what Inject that, is. that hitler right into their <laughs> veins <laughs> and what that is yeah like like uh, like open race for you know oh, i mean yeah. They, yeah they talk about um ethno states quite a lot right i mean i mean this is yeah. this is a part of far-right ideology that i don't think is ever made clear enough by mainstream media, which is that the explicit ideology and political project of a lot of these white supremacists and far-right organizations is the ethnic cleansing and genocide of all non-white people from North America and Europe. Yes. And there's yeah. there's really no other and, way to, to state it. And that that when we talk about free speech and when we talk about you know immigration, when we talk about X or Y or Z, we're talking about the things that they want to talk about because they don't want to talk about what their actual core goals are. Right. And, and, you know, you might even hear them say, well, no, I, I don't I don't agree with genocide. But at the same time, if you're talking about creating an ethno state, what are your options? Yeah, you cannot right. create an ethno state without the mass displacement and murder of like of people who don't. Right. Like you. You're we're either talking. Exactly. We're either talking about displacing people or we're talking about mass murder. So there's only so much that they can do to create this ethno state. So. When they try to launder that and say, "Well, no, no, we we don't we don't really want we don't really want to you know commit genocide," uh, the, their options are, are are quite quite slim, quite few. So when they talk about having you know you know protecting the the white race and and furthering the white race and you know, I know and on the Stormfront posts, uh, Eli Weisberg talks about you know 14 words. They want to create like a 14 words friendly, you know you know. Uh, system and, and and party and and group, um, they they are 100% talking about furthering the white race. But the, the 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 subtext of that that we don't hear about is the way to do that is to get rid of everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I, I make a point whenever I talk about this stuff to explicitly state what these goals are because again, the mainstream media will they'll say they'll couch it in you know uh, terms that people might be familiar with but never never really fully or truly examine like what does white supremacist mean what does white nationalist mean what, you know like what are the actual political yeah. goals here and um and and that's 
uh, I think always worth uh, interrogating. The other little wrinkle on this that um, I haven't managed to uh, get a response yet, but our friend of the show, Derek Fildebrandt, uh, I don't know if you're aware of him. He's a former former politician here in Edmonton. He's since uh, retired to a uh, to start a new kind of like right wing news source called the the Western Standard. But mm-hmm. you've got to think that I think the odds are very likely that Derek Fildebrandt at least knows who these folks are <laughs> like how many like Probably, online yeah. how many how many online you know youth separatists are there I don't know. not I, many uh, and and that's why they're you know they they were quite popular with um the the older crowd is because they were seen, <laughs> they were they were seen as these crowd is these young young men coming in and, and taking charge but it's so funny because in the chats they actually complained about the boomers that like the page. Oh, well, and they said, oh, we, we, you know, we have to kind of deal with them sort of thing. Like, oh, you know, we don't like them, but we have to kind of deal with them. And, and, uh, you know, you just kind of want to, want to show that to these people and say, this is what they really think of you. Like you're, you're a means to an end for them. They don't actually <laughs> respect you. <laughs> it's also like, sorry, kids, if you're going to be on Facebook, you're going to have to deal with like yeah. <laughs> boomers and their shitty opinions. It, you know what I mean? It's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like just sorry, get used to it. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a fantastic place to leave it, um, Liz. What's uh, what's the best way for people to uh, follow along and support your work? Yeah, uh, you can follow us on Twitter um, at antihateca. Um, you can also visit our website at antihate.ca. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. We look forward to. Uh, you know, getting some more information out about these guys, it, it's certainly, it's certainly not over. So. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think this is an incredibly important piece of journalism. I can't wait to see more of it. If you have any tips uh, or know anything more about the Alberta Separatist Youth League, please reach out to myself or Liz, uh, you know, and, and the story is obviously going to be in the show notes. If you've gone through, you know, 30, 35 minutes of this conversation, haven't read the story yet, kudos. But definitely still go read it. It's very good and very well done. And um, and uh, and if you like this podcast and if you want to keep hearing more podcasts like it, uh, one of the things there are a few things you can do to help us out. One is obviously, you know, rate, share, subscribe the the mantra, uh, the, the, the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. But uh, actually reviewing us does uh, actually um, help people find the podcast quite a bit. And and really word of mouth advertising is the primary way that we uh, build our audience and get our get our uh, our words into people's ears. Um, and if you really, really like what we're doing, you can join the 250 other folks uh, who help keep this independent media project going and you can become a regular donor. You just go to progressreport.ca slash patrons, put in your credit card and five, 10, $15 a month, whatever you can afford. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, also, if you have any notes, uh, thoughts, comments, things you think I missed, things you think I fucked up, uh, I'm easy to reach. You can reach me on Twitter uh, at Duncan Kinney, and you can reach me by email at uh, Duncan K at progressalberta.ca. Thanks so much to Cosmic Family Communist for the amazing theme. Thank you to Liz, our guest, and uh, and thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>